I'm Brett Tomlinson, the digital editor of the Princeton Alumni Weekly. Each year at reunions, we interview alumni for the Paw Tracks podcast, and we'll be doing it again in June. If you have a Princeton story to share, please email us at paw at princeton.edu or click on the Share Your Story link on the Paw website. We'd love to hear from you. On this episode of Paw Tracks, we hear from Christine Caffrey Johnson, class of 81. She came to Princeton from a suburban high school in Edina, Minnesota, with no previous connection to the Ivy League. Her father had gone to college while serving in the Army, but no one else in her family had ever gone away to school. Getting into Princeton, it turned out, was the easy part. Fitting in was more difficult. Coming from a family where nobody went away to a four-year college, there weren't really conversations happening about what are we expecting. I, I had no idea. All I knew was I had reached my goal. I got into the best school. And, and unfortunately, and it would really cripple me, um, I had no plans for the next four years. I had no idea. I didn't have any goals other than, yeah, I want to graduate. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to say. I w- there was no preparation. No one had talked to me. Nobody had prepared me. And it didn't get any better, certainly through my freshman year. It was brutal. All I knew was I needed to graduate from Princeton so I could get a job. And, you know, part of it, too, and I would come here again. Okay, so, so as hard as all that is, and part of the reason I want to share it is just to contribute to the notion that as you know, President Eisgruber talks about increased um, uh, diversity socioeconomically, um, that also cuts across race. And it, we're, we're bringing kids in that have no background. I mean, I essentially was a first-generation college kid. And... There are a lot of um, kind of sub- questions and support needs that um, may not be intuitive when most people come from families that are, have college-educated parents. So, um, but it was, it was a good experience. I, um, you know, my, my got through my freshman year. I had a reasonable time during the summer. I entered into my sophomore year. Um, I... Uh, started identifying the things that were important to me that I wanted to be involved in. I had gotten very involved my freshman year in the apartheid movement and um, took part in the sit-in. I remember thinking, I knew when the picture got taken, I was on the steps outside Nassau Hall, and I thought to myself, I will never be able to run for uh, public office. (laughs) That picture will be dragged out of somewhere. Um, Of course, that would be the... um, not be the case these days, but um, that's, that was the thinking back then. Johnson majored in economics and took an interest in activities outside the classroom. She helped to start the Student Health Advisory Board, which remains active on campus today. One of her most memorable experiences came in her senior year when she led the planning of a conference on dual career relationships, couples in which both partners work outside the home. It was a hot topic at Princeton after a front-page New York Times story in December 1980 highlighted the career and family choices that young women with Ivy League degrees were facing. You know, we were kind of looking around in uh, 1980 going, 
okay, how is this supposed to work? Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, be a lawyer, or I'm going to go to Wall Street, and so is my spouse, and how do the kids fit in? And um, I, I don't remember where the initial idea came from, um, but it must have been someone on campus suggesting it. I ran with it. We had a group put together, and it was a... Uh, conference that was held the spring of 1981 um, probably should have been spending more time on my thesis but that's what got my attention it was covered uh, up and down the east coast in papers it was on the today show um, because people were really asking how is this supposed to work and um, we had people from uh, campus we had students we had um, we invited people from different agencies that were looking at that there was a uh, nonprofit called Catalyst in New York uh, that has morphed into something else now. Um, they were trying to address that issue. As Johnson said at the time, it was an opportunity for men and women to discuss the complexities of dual career lifestyles and the changes they are fostering in American society. More than three decades later, the conversation continues and evolves in books like Unfinished Business by Anne-Marie Slaughter, class of 1980, and on campus in panels at reunions. And what's been interesting to me as I've come back for the major reunions is to see how every 10 years this issue has kind of resurfaced and people are going, but it's also shifted. So, you know, the gals who came to Princeton initially that was not a question they had, right? They're breaking the glass ceiling. They're, that's, they're not thinking about how they're going to work kids into their career. Then we're starting to ask in every 10 years as there is a loosening of um, opportunities and, uh, and certainly now people being able to work at home and job sharing and all that, it has morphed. I remember though people being horrified thinking about, you know, coming here and there was a panel, I don't know, maybe this is I mean this is my 35th, so maybe 15 years ago, being horrified at what these young women, well don't we don't they know what we all did so that they could have the opportunity? And I'm like, no, people think about where they are in their moment and um, no, they're not going to worry about what happened back then. And they should keep pushing. So it's very exciting to see now. How just you know asking those questions and and where we are and women having more opportunities. Our thanks to Christine Caffrey Johnson for sharing her story. Brett Tomlinson produced this episode. The music is licensed from Firstcom Music. <laughs>